0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does it smell good?
0: Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boy! Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas's ultimate sports fan destination.
2: It is time for wolfing down your lunch. All of today's top stories in one place. Aaron Maloney is here as always. Aaron?
3: So Steph Curry scored a season high 50 points last night, but that didn't matter. The Suns got a remarkable 106 points from their five starters who were all in double figures. They defeated the Warriors last night, one thirty to one nineteen, and I keep thinking in my head, ain't nothing but fifth points, <laughs> ain't nothing for the Suns, right? So here's Devin Booker on how they showed that a team can beat one great individual performance.
1: I mean, it's it possible. I've you know been on the other end of it also, so I think that's why I play the way that I do. You know, in my in my younger years, I you know I had to force a lot of shots, and it, it weighed on me throughout the season. You know, so now having a deep roster, even being down men and still having guys to come in and play the right way and jump into a opportunity that, you know, they really weren't expecting. You know, Josh Kobe came in, had a big block at the rim today and just multiple plays, Jock coming in and playing big also. So, you know, it's, it's important to have a team. You know, I think that's the longevity of it and I think that, you know, will get us through a season.
3: What did you see from the Suns last night?
2: Yeah, a lot of what Devin Booker just said. They are playing basketball like a team right now. As much as we talk about the need to eventually make something happen with this Jay Crowder trade because he's an asset on your team that you're not getting anything for right now. They're still winning games, Wolf, and, and they, um, you know, I know they had lost two in a row going into this one, but they're 2-0 against Golden State already. That's, yeah. that's a pretty good team when you're measuring yourself up against the best teams in the NBA. So far, so good for the Suns. You
1: know, I said this before, but I'll continue to say it. I was really happy to see the Phoenix Suns out-rebound the Warriors, 47-40. to They beat them on the boards. I was happy to see that. And they got to the free-throw line as well, 25 free-throw attempts. For the Phoenix Suns, that was huge. Can I just say this quickly, too? What bothered me the most, maybe, about last night, watching them play the Warriors, was the fact Steph Curry had nine rebounds and D.A. had seven. Just
2: saying. He's closing that gap on D.A. told you he's not that far behind him on, on average rebounds per game this year anyway, and he just made up ground.
3: So the Suns and Jay Crowder agreed that the veteran forward would stay away from the team until his trade request could be fulfilled. Mark Stein reported yesterday that there were credible rumbles, that a Crowder trade had some progress. Then Jake Fisher, or Jack Fisher of Yahoo Sports, followed up Stein's reporting by saying that the Suns appeared close to finalizing a three-team trade prior to their game against the Golden State Warriors. But then we heard nothing. (laughs) What do you think is going on?
1: I think a trade is imminent. It feels like it, right? Yeah, you start getting these reports.
2: Well, for Jake Fisher to say they were close, they appeared close to finalizing a three-team deal, to me, the biggest obstacle for the Suns moving Jay Crowder is, are other teams still interested in him when they know you have to trade him? It sounds like there is at least one other team interested in him, and they obviously are very motivated to move him. So... Maybe it doesn't happen today. Maybe it doesn't happen for a week, but it's it's going to happen. I think sooner rather than later. Now, did you ever
1: hear the old saying where there's smoke? There's fire. Yes. <laughs> Occasionally. I've heard yeah. That. You know what? We're starting to get some smoke here around Jay Crowder. And I do believe the fire is coming. Metaphorically speaking.
3: Last night, we had episode two of Hard Knocks in season featuring the Arizona Cardinals. And here's Kyler Murray and LaSita Smith.
1: That got me today
4: because I'm, I'm trying to play off the D-line. And like, I'm trying not to take too long. And I'm trying not to See, leave. Think my team it team it really too much. Back. Think it too much. It's a screen. I know. Set. When he goes, you go. It's called having, you know, some bait, some bait about you. You feel me? Bait his ass. You feel me? Like Bait him up the field and then release. And then when you release, go take a head off.
3: So I loved watching that. I think it was their offense dinner that they have. I guess it's like a weekly dinner with the whole offense. Yeah. Kyler was sitting at a table with Kelvin Beachum, Lucita Smith, and Rodney Hudson. So I loved to see that. But my question is... Or the Arizona sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. Who was the star of the second episode of Hard Knocks? And Luke, Mm. I'm going to need one answer. So ready? Yeah. Colt McCoy, Kelvin Beachum, Lasita Smith, or the Watts?
2: Well, first of all, let me say that scene you were just talking about, that was going to be my other standout sound because it's a great scene. It's the same scene where... You're not
3: Lissetus, getting out of answering this question. I, I,
2: I'm working on my answer. It's the same scene where Lasitas is like, they'll give me some some, some you know, some breathing room, right? The People will be nice if I get beat by Aaron Donald. And yeah. Kelvin Beecham just stared at him. But the clip that Maloney just played, you don't even realize Kyler Murray's at the table because he's wearing a hood yeah. and so he just starts yelling at Lysitas Smith. Not, not like yelling at him, but that clip she just played, he just pops up and it's like, stop thinking about it, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Kelvin Beecher. That's my answer. Final okay. answer. Lock it in.
1: For me, I'm going with Colt McCoy, man. Um, I, I just love the fact that he had such great command of the game plan. He knew what we, what it was going to entail and what we, it was all about. Um, he told everybody else around him all week long, <laughs> too, apparently, what it was going to be like and how it was going to come out. And the ball was going to come out quickly. That was the theme all week long. And I love the fact that he showed a lot of leadership as well. And I I was reminded of Bill Belichick when he looked at some of his teammates and said, do your job. Yeah, do so, your job.
3: 66% say, Wolf, you're correct, it's Colt McCoy. 17% say the Watts. Twelve percent say Lasita Smith, and six percent say Kelvin Beachum. Well,
2: that episode was definitely built for the answer to be Colt McCoy or the Watts, but I just Lasita was such a big part of that game, and Kelvin Beachum seeing that episode was such a big part Beecham. of what Lasita Beecham. Smith did. So I'm sticking with my answer. Uh, even though I would put we're only 6%. right there
1: with Colt McCoy. That's how huh? influenced I was with Beach.
3: And then, according to multiple reports, the rich are getting richer. The Eagles are signing free agent defensive tackle Domikin Sue to a one year deal. Mm.
2: <laughs> Domikin Sue, <laughs> he's just been. I forgot out he was even out no, there. He's just been out there for three months.
1: Um. Okay, you know what? Honestly, for the Eagles, I think that's a great signing. That is a great signing, and it's because he's still got a really wide butt. He's still a guy you can stick in the gap and say, and say, be a butt in the gap, and Domikin. Oh, yeah, I love that for them. What is the one thing I always knock the Eagles for? What is the one weakness when you look at them on tape?
2: Yeah, I mean, you always talk about their run defense the as a relative, defense. relative weakness. And to Dominic the and Sue team.
1: will be a butt in the gap.
2: Yeah, all right. Well no, the Eagles just got better. <laughs> Good for them. Another team from Philadelphia having success. Week 11 of Bix Picks is underway. Text Pick to 620 620 to sign up and compete against Dan Bickley for your chance at the grand prize 75 inch TV, courtesy of Corona Extra. Weekly winners are going to receive an NFL jersey of their choice and a $50 gift card to cold beers and cheeseburgers. So go ahead and text Pick to 620 620 to enter. When we come back, what's the main key for the Cardinals when they go up against the 49ers on Monday? We're going to ask 15 year NFL vet Lorenzo Alexander in the lowdown next it's wolf and luke on arizona sports the local sports leader arizona sports the local sports leader
1: 23 years in the national football league and i can tell you this there is nobody that i admire and respect more than lorenzo alexander He's one of those guys. He's like a lunch bell guy. That blue-collar pills are coming to work. He's gonna outwork you every single play.
0: 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy Dealers. See your Valley Chevy Dealers for the ultimate lineup.
2: Oh baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Holy Alexander! It. Yeah, Zoe is here. It is a Thursday. It's time for the Lowdown with Lorenzo Alexander. So, what's going on, man?
4: I'm doing good, fellas. Uh, it's always good to be back in here in the studio, hanging out with you guys, talk a little ball. Uh, it's been an eventful week for me. Um, you know, between my duties, uh, working with the NFL, we had a mental... Health and, uh wellness uh, retreat over at Wild Horse Pass earlier uh, earlier this week, and so I was over there hanging out with a couple of guys, just getting educated in that space a little bit more. Which is, I guess, maybe even a little a little appropriate. You know, we see D. Carr, and then we see Buddha Baker, and then we even see um, uh, who was it? JJ, right? Getting emotional on camera, right, for different reasons. But uh, you know, just what that means for for men being able to be vulnerable in those different spaces. And then I uh, was with Kelvin Beecham. Uh, two days ago we was over Mm -hmm. at Sutherland Stem he does a great job serving the community and I was just over there hanging out with him and we were um, uh Teaching the kids about um, financial fitness, financial literacy, you know, seventh and eighth graders, trying to get them going in that space, going going in that direction. And then I'm just, I'm, outside of that, I'm getting ready for uh, championship weekend and flag. So that's going well, too. So I'm ripping and running. I'm busy. I'm all over the place. <laughs> that's beautiful, man.
2: It's <laughs> just, just that. That's like catching up with Zo Like, you haven't seen him in three yeah. years. It's been like <laughs> six days. Uh, did you, you probably did know, I mean, we were talking about Kelvin Beecham earlier because I think he stole the show last night in Hard Knocks So we'll get into that. But did you right. know that he? He was as much of a talker on the field as he is. I've played
4: against Beach. Uh, you know, he's he is not a talker or less provoked. And if you watched a, the <laughs> if you watched the segment last night, obviously Floyd. You know, they got into a tussle, and that and he, Floyd said something, and then he just you know, hey, look at the scoreboard. Kept going at him, giving it a little <laughs> little extra because when, when we went at it like that. You know, never had that issue, but we, ne- yeah. you know, we respect we respect each other enough, and we know each other in a different space. So we competed hard, but yeah. we never, you know, kind of talk trashy one another. So it was it so matter. cool
1: to see that. though, Only from the standpoint that Beach, as you know, th- this is one of the most sophisticated dudes I've ever been around. Oh yeah, tell yeah, yeah. Beach. I think oh, yeah. he's gonna run. You the want to talk like about articulate? Years. You want to talk about intelligent? I tell yeah. him every time I see him, you run for president. I'm voting for yeah. you. All right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just telling you right now. Um, and and, and to see him <laughs> engage in a little trash talk. Was it was is, good. Is, oh, it was it was fantastic. Uh, the way he was just telling them you know what was what and doing it in a very clean kind of that, way, that, I might add.
2: And the moment of the the show to me, Zoe, was when uh, when Cedar Smith was like, hey, they'll, they'll go easy on me if I struggle against <laughs> it. He just stared
4: at <laughs> him a little bit, stared him, like him down like, like, like oh, no, I'm going <laughs> to just let you stay with that. Well, I'm not going to even say nothing. They'll let you believe what you need to believe. <laughs>
3: Thank
0: about what you just yeah. asked me.
4: But as you mentioned, Lasitas, I actually had an opportunity to speak to the rookies this week, too. Um, and that was cool to kind of go in there and share my story because a lot of the guys, they didn't have a first-rounder. Um, and But a lot of the guys that are even playing when you think about, well, I always say his name wrong, my J. Sanders, right? Um, you got it. He is, you know, lower-round pick, starting to play well. He popped. Uh, I thought Lucita's did a, a really good job um, out there as well, holding his own, obviously playing against Aaron Donald, holding him not to a sack. And, and, and there were plays that Aaron obviously won just because he is but I think uh, Coke did an excellent job in the offense did an excellent job staying ahead of the sticks and then helping him getting the ball out of his hands but those two guys kind of popped off uh, you know after I watched uh, Hard Knocks and watching the film today those two young boys really uh, I think did the, did well and, and to go back to Lucidas just for all you young football players out there, right? You know, it's, it, you can't just practice. you got to strive for perfect practice, right? Because he messed up all week on the screenplay. And I know in his mind, in the game, he did say he messed up on it. He, Aaron blew by him. He just didn't get out right. But I know, just from a mental, mental standpoint, he, his, his last thoughts was, don't F this up, and that's what he ended up doing, right? Mm-hmm. Positive thoughts. Think positive, practice with intentionality, and try to get it right so then you can go out there and execute because he couldn't get it right and
1: then it happened in the game the same way. So the Arizona Cardinals, as you well know, Mexico City, here it comes. Yeah. Mexico City and the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night right now. Where do you think the worm turns? It, when I say that game, and the the matchup, of course, of that game. What do you think of?
4: I always think about physicality and, 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 you know, I'm, I'm always going to go back to who I am at my core. And that's a box player, D tackle, linebacker, downhill, old school, especially when you think about the 49ers and even how they won the game last week is in the box, controlling the line of scrimmage and be able to stay ahead of the sticks, especially when you think of offensively, right? With all the guys that have been down, they can come out, uh, Protect whoever's playing at quarterback. I don't know who that is. I haven't really been following it too much. Be able to run the ball sufficiently and stay ahead of the sticks. Then it allows some of those guys that may not be great in pass protection. Then they don't really know. Is it run, play pass, short, quick passes? So I think this, the physicality is going to be the tone setter. Um, in addition to that, right, not beating themselves. Last week I thought they did an excellent job of not having too many penalties that puts them in first and 20. I know Lucita's had one holding, but he was Pete, and I'll take those. But like the pre-snap ones, when you're jumping, undisciplined, unfocused type plays, uh, those were – I don't, did they have any? I was watching it. Maybe they had something late. Maybe one or two.
1: I, I think they I think did, maybe yeah. Maybe one. Right? Yeah, so they...
4: it, didn't, it, did, it, it didn't jump out like it has no. been, right? You can have one or two. I mean, right. going to yeah, yeah, but have so if you can be disciplined there and then play physical within the interior of the line and win there, that's how you beat teams like the 49ers in my mind, when they have all these great assets and – oh. Here goes uh, Christian McCaffrey and and Brandon Ayuk and Debo's coming back. If you can dominate the interior line on both sides of the ball, you can neutralize all that stuff.
2: If you're a defensive player and you're going up against Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, who are you know one's a running back who plays like a receiver and one's a receiver mm-hmm. who plays like a running back, is that how do you attack something like that? Especially when they have two of them on their team.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think this team is unique because they do have personnel that can match up with Christian and, and Debo in, in the sense of you got some some DBs that can cover lockdown, you got uh, Isaiah Simmons who can go out of the box and play athletically and be in good position if they decide they want to go out but you have to make this team one dimensional um, at the end of the day and I think they did a great job of that last week because the Rams were trying to run boots and all this but it really didn't matter because they really never got nothing going really in the run game and so now I can play all that stuff great which I thought uh Zaven Collins and Isaiah Simmons and pretty much the whole linebacker core did it at a high level. So again, it's, it goes back to just basic football. People always want to make this thing sexier than what it is, mm-hmm. but just hit them in the mouth, right, control the line of scrimmage, and make it a one-dimensional game, and then it's easier to key on those guys because we know that Shanahan likes to do so much eye candy motions and shifts and sits back similar to what Sean McVay does in a lot of ways, Um and you can neutralize a lot of that when you can pretty much say okay this is most likely a pass because it's second and 8 after a uh after a run play that didn't work it's just, just how coordinators work. They normally, after a run play doesn't work, I'm going to go, I'm going to pass the ball. Second and eight, that's the easy way. So I can even, I can just from a mental standpoint, pin my ears back and go.
1: I'm really excited about the possibility, of course, of seeing 11 personnel with the personnel on the field that I've wanted to see. I've been talking about it an awful lot. Right. One back, one tight end, three wide. You know what I'm talking about. You've got Hollywood Brown, and I think Hollywood Brown is going to play. Okay. I don't your opinion on this, but I think he's going to play. Rondell Moore, of course, with DeAndre Hopkins. The stud tight end being Max Williams. Mm -hmm. I think Max Williams has got a really good chance, based on Max Williams and listening to Max Williams, he's going to get activated as well. He's going to come off that uh, or practice squad. He's going to be elevated uh, up to the roster. And I think James Conner... Is also going to be good to go, of course. So now all of a sudden you got James Conner, you got Max Williams, you got your three wide receivers, and Kyler Murray, if he's back, that's the offense and the personnel group that I wanted to see because of balance.
4: Right. And, uh, you know, you you named off a lot of great weapons, right? And I think I would be hypocritical if I said something slightly different than when I was referring to the 49ers and and their weapons, right? It starts up front with the guys you didn't name, right? Beechams, the Laceduses of the world, what are they going to do, right? Are they going to compound what they did last week and grow and continue to be able to create the space uh, for the running back, right? Uh, James Conner, or is he getting blown up in the backfield? He has to make a cut earlier than he needs to, right? Or or are they going to be able to grow and take that next step? Um, Will Kyler have the same type of time that uh, Colt had, right? Will he be getting the ball out of his hands like Colt did, right? All of those things you know that matter and so if you hold on the ball and those guys can't hold up because you're playing behind the sticks you're not controlling the line of scrimmage with the run game it can, it, it can look different even though you get those weapons back on the outside
2: Texas your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now Lorenzo Alexander is here so when we come back we'll get his thoughts on episode 2 of Hard Knocks it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports the local sports leader Arizona Sports Woo! that's
4: crazy that's it
0: like this lorenzo alexander 15-year nfl veteran and he is gonna get sacked lorenzo alexander the former cardinal the lowdown with wolf and luke brought to you by your valley chevy dealers see your valley chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup
2: Yeah, Lorenzo Alexander is here. It is the lowdown. It is a Thursday, so we get Zoe for an hour. And I want to get your thoughts on Episode 2 of Hard Knocks, Zoe. And I think I want to start here because... A week ago, when we were talking to you, it was a foregone conclusion that Buddha Baker wasn't going to play. And then all of a right. sudden, he played. So yeah. here's here's the clip from Hard Knocks last night Buddha telling Kaim he wants to.
4: I think I'm going to be
0: out three weeks, man. I'm trying to play. I know you will. You know what I mean? Like, it's a long season. It's a long season. Come on season. On season. I understand. Yeah, but you're built different. Playoff.
1: You're built different, though. Every game. Plus, it's you.
2: He did play. Yeah. He had interception. Yeah. Just, just the simple fact that he played. played. Well. Yeah, I feel like that. If I feel like if I was playing on the defense with a guy that showed up to that game, Wolf and I were talking about this earlier in the week. That just that would drive my sense of urgency back up. That maybe would could have been waning when you were three and six and it didn't feel like anything was going right. Yeah, well, I, I definitely think that
4: we found out that Buddha is an alien, right? I, I mean, if you had a high ankle, I've had ankle sprains and played, right? Which is way different than a high ankle sprain yes. and being able to get out there and play the position that he plays, right, yeah. in space. And to fly around the way he did still uh, it, it, it's, it's amazing. But I like the way he set the tone even earlier in the week and was like, guys, I'm going to be out. But the standard is a standard. So let's step this thing up. It's not about me. It's about us, and let's get this thing going. And so I think even him having trust in his teammates and communicating that at a high level, that just shows great leadership. Um, But then for him to step out there and and fly around, I mean, I think about a couple of plays that popped throughout the game. Uh, The first one, and again, guys – I would be if I was Bill Davis. I'd be putting this film right back on. It was a screenplay. Buddha is blitzing. They see him coming to blitz. He checks to a screen. Buddha comes up, Olay him. They throw the dump the screen off. I oh, forgot the running back for the Rams takes off. Buddha goes down <laughs> and he's in on the tackle and he's about ten yards back. And then you have some linebackers on the backside, kind of la la la. And then they see the running back kind of squirt a little bit and then they change speeds. Right. Yeah. So just and still, he he is. Always on 100. Another one, he was coming up third and one. Uh, he This threw his body in there, kind of danced through there, speed. Uh, ends up stopping him with J.J. Watt on third and one um it's just amazing at what he's able to do even when he's not a hundred percent um and just the way he plays the game and and again it's a guy that I wish I could have played with I play with guys like him but to be able to go out there and knowing where he started on teams now being a a dominant safety and and going out there laying on the
1: line is, is, is just really cool and refreshing to see um especially just you know knowing the story and stuff so when you think of the hard knocks episode last night what are your thoughts where do you start Man, yeah, you know, Buddha. I really like the
4: the you know kind of the 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 You know, you you know him being, yeah, I I love that. You know him them giving him a hard time, right? Being the vet in the room and he eating all this popcorn and (laughs) then he gets you know we we call it the BGs, the bubble guts. You know, (laughs) they talking about appendicitis and it's BGs. That's all you got was the BGs. You didn't practice, so know that was relentless. Yeah, yeah. So that was that that was hilarious. Uh, You know, this kind of throws you back to the memories of being in the locker room and the stuff that yeah. that you talk about after the game is over, right? Once the lights is out and you retired, you know, twenty years from now, somebody's gonna bring that up that he played with, man. You, hey, bitch, you remember that time, uh, man? You had to go to the hospital, mispractice, and you was blaming it on appendicitis, but you really just had the BGs, man. You know what I mean? That, that's the cool stuff, Wolf. Right? You know, from the it locker is, room yeah. that you think about when you get back with yeah. guys and hang out. Those are the times that you remember. So that that was uh, really cool. Um, and then you know, obviously. Col- you know, getting a, another opportunity. I know he is, you know, they, they put this on on guys, you know, journeymen, you know, backup quarterback and yeah, whatever. But he, when he gets his opportunity, he approaches it like he's been the starter the whole time, right? right. This is my standard. This is what it is. We got to make sure I've, I've been watching us, right? And I've seen some of the issues and we got to make sure that we need to be on our P's and Q's from our standpoint, the way we call the game. And then he goes out there and communicates guys, you know, guys, it's new quarterback. Hey man, throw me the ball. Well, you make sure you where you at, and I'll make sure I get you the ball, right? And so then there's dialogue as far as keeping the standard, also accountability in that too. You saw him mess up in practice. Oh, that's on me, guys. It's on me. I got it. And then he corrects it and move forward. And so it's kind of cool to kind of go behind the scenes and you see a guy prepare, get ready uh, when he hasn't had the opportunities that he likes, and then goes out there and shines, and you know is is, is making people you know you know I think kind of foolishly, but at least say, man, should we go? With Colt this week, you know yeah. that, that's that is what you want coaches to think about right you want to make them think man Ooh, we like him right and so um obviously it's not going to happen if if Kyler's ready if K1 is ready he's going to be out there because he's so he's so dynamic but hopefully again he that's another example of Kyler to be able to learn take mental reps and see what throwing the ball on time or throwing guys opens does for the offense and trusting himself right he's watching film the same film that code is watching trust some just trust yourself I know it may not look like it may be there but you've seen it enough to know that it will be there because code is hitting back foot boom it's coming out yeah it was decisive. Right? <laughs> it's decisive. it's really yeah. decisive so you know pretty much gonna know who's open based on the coverage that you're gonna every team is gonna play whether it's quarters cover three or man you know the guy's gonna be open boom step back boom throw with confidence right um and I think that's where he that's where he needs to progress at as far as just being confident in what he sees and, and being delivered in that matter
2: that, communication you were talking about, even just in practice during the week, and I'm not going to pretend to to know that Kyler Murray doesn't do that because we have seen it. Right, yeah. but, but Colt was so deliberate with it, and I have to think as as the backup, you're kind of like the fill-in stepping in. That's got to be a little bit tough to step in and say, okay, I know this isn't my team, but it's my right. team this week, so this is how we're going to run the show. And it yeah. seemed to help him. It was yeah. like you talked about earlier. So there, there weren't really any pre-snap issues. Right. Everybody kind of seemed to know where they were supposed to be.
4: Yeah, I don't think it's hard at all. Because you know what it means for your job's sake, right? This is my opportunity if I want to keep playing, whether it's a backup or not. Hey, this is what I want. This is what I expect. And he's a veteran, right? It's not like it's a, a guy coming in that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. second or third year <laughs> right. in the league. Yeah. We're talking about it's I don't, what it's called, though. 14, 15 years in the league now, right? Yeah. What is he, 36? He's 36. Yep. So he's been around for a long time. So this is what we're going to do. I know. Kyler may do it a different way, but this is what we're going to do this week so that I'm comfortable and I'm going. that's going to allow you to be comfortable because I'm going to be giving you the ball when you need it, when you need it. And so I think that was great leadership by him as far as stepping up and putting his fingerprints all over uh, this week's game plan and, and, and leadership.
1: Yeah, and I think also too, it's just natural on a football team when the backup quarterback steps into a huddle. A lot of guys are looking at him. They, the, your head snaps off uh, yeah, because yeah. you're, you're just trying. Are you okay, dude? Yep. Are you going to be alright? You you because control, you know, honestly, or are you if you're crumbling? okay, exactly. Yeah. If you're okay, we're going to be okay. Uh, but are you okay? We got to know that. In in with Colt, um, there's never a doubt. I don't think, ever a doubt.
2: No, you got to see um, behind the scenes of why he's so successful with this team. Because like Zoe said, I mean, I Tyler's really clearly
1: more talented. To, to that point right there, Luke, I thought it was really interesting that you had Colt telling Cam Turner, who was his quarterback coach, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, this is the way we're going to do it. And we're yeah. not going to beat this team unless we do it this way. You know, I, I, I thought that was really cool. A guy who's 36 years old, who's seen it all, he's just
2: talking to Cam as though Cam were the player. Even if Colt doesn't want to be a coach someday, it doesn't matter. He has to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to push him into that role. Sorry. As long as Kyler's here, you got to be a coach. Uh, all right. When we come back, who is the team to beat in the NFL right now? We thought it was Buffalo. Is it still Buffalo? We're going to go through the biggest storylines around the NFL next as the lowdown continues. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports.
0: Men like this. Lorenzo Alexander, 15-year NFL veteran. And he is going to get sacked. Lorenzo Alexander, the former Cardinal. The Lowdown with Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy dealers. See your Valley Chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup.
2: All right, welcome back. It is the lowdown on Wolf and Luke here on this Thursday afternoon. And Lorenzo Alexander is, of course, here. Zo, you're the right guy to ask this question to. Um, And I don't expect you to have all the answers, but what's up with Buffalo? What's going on here? I made the uh, idiotic declaration a few weeks ago. I didn't know if they were going to lose again this season, and they have lost twice this season. They're in a really tough division, too, so they're actually in third place right now.
4: Who did they lose to? The Jets and uh, Minnesota? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um you know, when I watch games and just I obviously I've watched them more than, than anybody else and I've played with a lot of those guys specifically Josh Allen and watching his growth over the years it comes down to again the basics of football, you know. And what's the most important thing in football? Do you do you know? <laughs> do you know what the is most important thing it, is? Winning. No, oh. the ball is the most important thing. The ball yeah, is right? like, we're going uh, real simple. Here. Yeah, real yeah. simple. It's real the simple, ball. right? The ball is the I most like important it. thing. Yeah. I want to get the ball back. <laughs> I want to keep the ball, right? It is, is, it is simple football. as, as it is that, right? Yeah, the whole sport is named and after it, And in both those games, they got loosey-goosey with the ball. And I think that's what it comes down to, especially when you think about Josh Allen at his best and at his worst, at his worst. Uh, he does a really good job of protecting the ball, knowing when um, when to be make that great play, that great throw, right? And then he also knows when the, the best play or the superhero play is to throw it away, take a slide, or let me get this, you know, two or three-yard scramble, right? When he's at his worst, I think he tries to force things. Like something may have went wrong early in the game and he's trying to make things up and try to play outside of himself and that's a fine line right and I think superstars especially quarterbacks have to learn how to manage that and I think in both of those games he's kind of slipped back into um you know 2020 or 2019 Josh Allen um and that was my last year when he was in the in the in the playoffs and in beating Houston And he did like a flip play and and they fumble and they they get the ball back right and so that gives them an opportunity to go down and score and so both of those things, we look at Minnesota last week, opportunity, fumble in the end zone, Minnesota's back in the game, That's right? It, yeah. And then throwing a couple of picks to, to Pat P, and they were just bad balls. Um, and so I think um, as he revisits the tape, you know, right, reflects on it mentally and gets back to being who he is and being able to navigate that that, that, that gray area better, uh it, you know they are hard to beat. They they they're, they have been their worst enemy in, in that case. It really hasn't been what other people have done. It's really what he has done to themselves.
1: So your thoughts on the commissioner actually considering moving the game from the park, the Orchard Park, yeah. moving it, the Cleveland uh, Bills game, of course, this Sunday to another location somewhere else because Buffalo's going to get three to six feet of
4: snow. oh man I, I played in a game something similar to that a couple of years ago Not th- we didn't get three feet and I missed a year where they had like seven and actually had to move it like Detroit on Monday night or something like that but uh, 2018 because I don't think Frank was with us yet uh playing the Colts and it was literally <laughs> like I like it is outside right now in Arizona. This looks like this clear, maybe a couple of more clouds in the sky off. It was obviously a little chillier but it looked like this when pregame and then I go back in, get dressed, <laughs> get ready to come out for, you know, just the the team warmups. Um and you have a foot of snow on the ground I'm like where did this come from <laughs> and you got it is, and it's the, the, the wind is like 30 miles an hour it's still right. snowing you can't see anything they were wearing all white it was like <laughs> man well, how are we going to play in this and you, I got to tackle who <laughs> Frank Gore, man, we was, it was—it was like a jog fest because you didn't want to fall it, over. But that's just o- Orchard Park for you. I mean, Buffalo is so unique. And to your point, you could be in downtown Buffalo, it'd be clear as day. Go out to West uh, yeah. uh, uh, West Buffalo, uh, Western New York, in Orchard Park, yep. and it's. Six feet of snow, like man, yeah, it's, just, man it's crazy right how it happens like that. But uh, you know, I, I loved it. Um, it was, I think it was always an advantage. And I always tell people, I remember Oakland coming in one year; it was only forty degrees, and they was like, "Oh, it's cold." So how do y'all playing this? Oh, like we got them. Man. G- game over.
2: This uh, this game tonight, Thursday night football: Titans, Packers, Green Bay is kind of back in this playoff race in the NFC. I don't know that we're getting six feet of snow, but it says the low is about twenty three tonight so 23 degrees trying to tackle Derrick Henry yeah uh, that does not sound like my idea of a good time so. I
4: mean yeah Green Bay got two hard ground and pound guys true. too that I wouldn't want to tackle either When it's that cold especially when you think about the fro- fro- uh, frozen tundra in Green Bay so <laughs> <laughs> um I mean Green Bay is pretty much you know Tennessee's in first place. Obviously, they want to win this game to kind of continue their stronghold in the AFC, and especially seeing kind of Buffalo fall off, and when they may have been another front runner to get maybe a a number two seed or 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 whatnot, if not better. Um, But Green Bay is playing, you know, a little bit more desperate because they're trying to keep that wild card going on. So it's going to be, I think, some good football. I think last week, especially for. Uh, Aaron and those young receivers um, be able to connect and come back That I think that may have galvanized them you know obviously confidence I think breeds you know uh, great production and so they can maybe ride on some of that in the passing game and come out and, and, and put up a good fight and obviously I think we want Green Bay to lose yeah. but yeah. they're playing well good right now
1: yeah, you know it's so funny because I'm listening to you talk, man. And you never wanted to take your helmet off back when I was playing. Oh yeah, Not never wanted to either. take your helmet off because, mm-hmm. man, you, you got to be kidding me! In cold weather, it would freeze immediately. It'd be hard. You're trying hard to get it back when on. Oh, on. Roll over your out. ears. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. But you also, being the bridge player that you are, you also. You had the era of the helmet warmer, right? Oh, you yeah. you stuck yeah. your helmet that on. That messed it up, though, too, though. I didn't like that <laughs> either.
4: I needed I needed my, because once I had my helmet on, well, I didn't take mine off because then I had it perfect. It was to my heat. I had it the nice air in it. Anytime you took it off, right, cold, it get real cold, yeah. real hard, and it expands. Right? Science. it expands, gets harder. Science to put got it on. Us again. When right. it
1: contracts. When it gets contracts, cold. Contracts,
4: but it right? gets hard. Whatever. Yes, it so gets it real gets hard. hard. It yes. contracts and it gets really hard. Really hard. Then you put it on that heater, right, for, let's say, 10 minutes or 5 minutes depending on how long you're on the sideline and the opposite happens and I put it on it's too loose and I'm like man I don't like this man I want to be able to feel my helmet I don't want it jingling around and, and then I get a little blind when I go to hit Derrick Henry you don't want that to happen awesome. so I used to just keep mine on regardless because that heater would mess it up too <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: this is the other bit of news around the NFL and uh, Dominican Sioux to the Eagles He's just kind of been hanging out out there for the last three months, not joining a team, and now he's on Philadelphia. He's, he's,
4: trying to fly, he's trying to do the Shady McCoy, you know, try to you know figure out what team he can get another Super Bowl late in his career <laughs> on. And, I mean, they're a good team. And I think also with Jordan, uh, I think Davis has kind of been banged up a little bit as well, um, that young rookie out of, out of Georgia. So I think that's a, probably a good fit in, in doing what he does, get after pass rusher. He's a physical guy, fits kind of that body type that they have on their D-line. Uh, so that, that, they just got a little bit scarier because he does bring a little attitude to, to
1: him. So now that we've had a week here, any different thoughts on Jeff Saturday at all? And uh, Jeff Saturday... No, I mean, interim? I think
4: it's, it's... We're talking about... It's two different things, right? We're talking about the, the coaching, hiring process, and then Jeff Saturday the coach, yeah. right? I think there's two different things going on there. So I, I, I think I've always had confidence in Jeff's ability to relate to the men in that locker room because I know Jeff a little bit. I've been around him with the, the um, NFL PA and sitting on the board and seeing how he goes with guys and relates with guys and then also I have a ton of friends that know him. So I think I was always confident in that. I think most people were more upset of a guy getting fast-tracked because of his relationship with the head coach where you have just even people on that staff that should yeah. be having getting the opportunity to showcase because maybe they do wanna be a head coach, right? You have some some uh position coaches, you have some coordinators, you have some past head coaches, maybe they wanna get back into it. And so I don't know the whole dynamic, but I think that's where most people were Upset about not at Jeff sure. Saturday who he sure. is, more about the thing. So I, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he won. Um, Jeff is a friend, um, and I hopefully he has success. But I, we still need to do something to when we want you know to create um, diversity or, or, or streamline opportunities for guys to, to actually be in these spaces to be head coaches.
2: All right, we come back. It wasn't on Hard Knocks last night. It sounds like it will be on Hard Knocks next week. But we're gonna get Lorenzo's thoughts on the whole strange Eno benjamin situation that's next the lowdown continues it's wolf and luke on arizona sports the local sports leader